This is a prayer for revival. It's a prayer for revival. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 reads, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath Remember mercy. Let those words sink in. This is a prayer for revival. It's a prayer for revival. And just three three thoughts to, to consider. This prayer was given, if you read the other parts of Habakkuk, Habakkuk is facing some hard times. Hard times are coming. Just even the uh, previous chapter, chapter 2, there's all these woes. Woe to him, verse 9. Woe to him, verse 12. Verse 15, woe to him. And there's, there's imminent judgment coming. And there's hard times coming time of cursing where there's going to be God's curse time of devastation and time of destruction and it reminded me of the fact that you know the scripture gives all kinds of warnings about difficult times coming speaks of evil men waxing worse and worse. That is something that, that we will face. Uh, there will be an increase of wickedness and lawlessness. Christ himself says that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? That seems to suggest that there would be such pervasiveness with sin and wickedness and it will seem like does anybody believe? And we read in Jude Jude gives us some insight onto the, the end times the times right before the Lord comes and it actually gives us the spirit of of the age it describes the spirit of the age during during these last times uh, it summarizes it in the spirit of three individuals and Jude in verse 11 it identifies three individuals in scripture Cain Balaam and Kor Kore Kore Cain Balaam and Kore and if you if you do some study, we're not going to do it here. But if you do some study on those three individuals, you'll you'll discover there's an interesting lesson that can be learned on each of those individuals and what they communicate by way of their spirit. And the way I have it written in my Bible, just meditating on it, Cain is a false gospel. It's a false gospel. He presented to the Lord a false gospel. Balaam is a, a spirit of uh, 
greed and covetousness. Basically, the world in all of its forms. Corey is a spirit of rebellion, a spirit of real lawlessness. The gainsaying of Corey, remember, he was the one who who rebelled against Moses, and, and there is a spirit of rebellion, tremendous rebellion that we're seeing in the world. Not only rebellion against the laws of society, but rebellion against the, the laws of nature itself. Think about all this, um, all, all that we're seeing with, let's just take the trans movement. What is that but a rebellion against nature itself saying no to the way God made them. And that is, that was exhibited by the angels that left their first estate. They did not stay within the boundaries that God put for them. And now we're seeing the same thing. There are boundaries that God has given to all of his creation. And the ultimate expression of rebellion against God is rebellion against those boundaries. We, we could say a lot more about that. But the second point I'll say about this prayer of revival, the prayer for revival, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2, it says, if you pick up on the words, it says, Revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. Now, he starts his prayer by saying, O Lord. And he continues his prayer by saying, O Lord. This is a cry of desperation. This is, you can feel and sense a little bit of the heart of Habakkuk when he says, O Lord. And that should be the cry of our own hearts as well. Sometimes it's hard for us to bestir ourselves because we, we can become so cold. Every day is a challenge for us to remember we're in a fight. Don't fall asleep. It's like we have to help one another. If you remember the Pilgrim's Progress, near the end of their journey, they went through a, a part of the land called the Enchanted Grounds. And the air of that place made them to sleep. And they had to keep encouraging one another not to fall asleep. And isn't that the truth? And that's part of the reason why we, why, why we do what we do here is because the tendency for all of us is to fall asleep. And so you have this cry of desperation of Habakkuk, which we need as well. Oh, Lord. He's praying for revival in the midst of the years. And that's, that's, that's what we're praying for in the sense that, okay, we realize that there's, there's a curse and there's devastation and there is destruction. It cannot be denied. Habakkuk could not deny it. The Chaldeans were raised up to, to come in judgment against God's people. But in the midst of this, 
This is the prayer for a revival. In the midst of the years, what years? The years that he just described previously. In the midst of all this destruction coming. In the midst of the years, revive thy work. That's what he's praying for. And when we talk about revive, revive, revive thy work. In the margin, you'll see that word revive. It says preserve, preserve alive. Life. We're praying for life. Revival really is the prayer for renewed life to be brought back in. Now, we, we are alive. We are alive in Christ, and we understand that. But we're talking about a renewal of life. You all understand this. I mean, preaching to the choir. We can go through our Christian lives, and we are, um, yes, we're, we are thankful for our position in Christ, but what we want is we want revival. We want to have the life of God brought back into our experience and enjoyment day by day. Preserve life. Don't let die. It reminds, if you, if you think of it that way, preserve life, don't let die. It reminds you of Revelation 3, doesn't it? That church at Sardis that had name to live but was dead. And the exhortation to that church was strengthen the things that remain. That are ready to die. And that's, again, what a little bit, at least in part, what we're doing here today. We are seeking to strengthen the things that remain, that are ready to die. And yes, we're focusing on the prayer meeting. This, is, this has been our focus. Some things are ready to die. The prayer meeting is ready to die in so many places. You know that. It's a real, it's a, it's a sad and disheartening thing. Look, it, it doesn't matter what church you go to. It could be the best church, the most exemplary church, even in prayer. But at any given moment, it's ready to die. It's something that has to be kept alive in the sense of we need revival. So the church that I belong to has had a history of great prayer meetings. It really has. You know, I, I grew up under the ministry of Dr. Cairns, and he gave these wonderful prayer talks on Wednesday night. And there was a genuine spirit of, dare I say, revival in those times. It was, it was wonderful. But even a church like ours that has that that has understood, tasted, and seen something of that is at risk. Like there's no guarantee to any of us is the point. This is a prayer that's relevant to the strongest church. Revive thy work in the midst of the years. We need to not be like the church in Sardis. We need to strengthen the things that remain. The last thing we'll just say is uh, there was an answer to this prayer of Habakkuk. It's a good prayer. And may there be an answer to our prayer. And the answer is found, as we all know, in chapter 3, verse 17 to the end. It talks about, okay, fig tree, not blossom. 
no fruit in the vines. Labor of the olive shall fail. The fields, no meat. Flocks shall be cut off. No herd in the stalls. Basically, painting the most bleak, most extreme picture of judgment, devastation. Yet, verse 18. That's the key word. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. That is revival. We're not praying necessarily that we'll live in a utopia. Okay, we live in a fallen world. We're going we're gonna to experience the, the ravaging effects of that, which includes the breakdown of health, which includes the breakdown of, of nations. But yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. That's the answer of the prayer of chapter 3, verse 2. It's all this devastation, yet doesn't matter. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the circumstances. No, no, no. I will joy in God. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He is my strength. So friends, this is simply this. It's a prayer for revival. We're here to pray for revival. But we're here to pray for something, life, to be brought into our own souls. Do you believe that that the Lord can do this in such a way that even in the face of the devastation that we see, and it is severe, that we can rejoice we can rejoice and we can joy in the god of our salvation and give us supernatural strength i believe that i don't believe i've experienced it yet but i believe it i believe it with all my heart i believe that's why the lord is helping us to pray for this i don't believe this is an accident and i believe as matthew henry said that when god intends to bless his people he will set them a praying And I have to believe that's part of what's going on here with this prayer meeting. I have to believe that. Do you have an explanation for it? For the burden that you have inside of your heart? There's there's something going on in there. There is a burden. This, This prayer of Habakkuk resonates with us. Why is that? The Lord intends to bless us. He does. I I will not believe. Otherwise, so I, I trust that we will also have this prayer for revival. Amen.